In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusik. As we (laughs) gear up for this final push to gap year, so I am obviously in the final throes. And as much as I want to say we're ready to go, there's still a lot going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of things taking up space in my brain. As my daughter said this morning, Mom, the files in my brain are full. (laughs) I just had to laugh. I thought, yeah, I feel you, girl. I thought it would be fun. And actually, a lot of people have asked me about how my kids feel. And someone encouraged me to say, you know, be authentic. Have your kids on the show. Have them speak to what makes your family tick. And people can see a little bit more of the personality behind the family. And that's what I've decided to do this week. There's a lot of things behind this. Part of me is a little nervous about going to the gap year route, not personally, but like, what do I do with Ordinary Sherpa? So I wanted to just talk about that first before we get into this episode, because what makes Ordinary Sherpa unique and one of the things I always wanted to be was ordinary. I wanted to be relatable. I wanted to feel like families could connect with my message that you didn't need to take a gap year, that you didn't need to live in an RV full time, that you didn't need to travel the world in order to experience adventure. It was something that was really attainable to anyone. I'm going to come back to those roots, and I want to stay in those roots really this year, even though we're going to sprinkle in bits and pieces of our gap year. There will be those big things, right? There will be stories that we will share, and I've tried to be really conscious of having guests and stories that are accessible to everybody because I want to embrace the human side of this work. At the end of the day, I'm not some extraordinary person. We're all extraordinary, too. Like, we are all special. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm human. There's nothing here that is so unique that is unaccessible, I think, to anybody. It's taken some work to get here, but I think there are pieces and parts to our story and everyone's story that makes adventure accessible. And all I want to do is highlight and crowdsource the best of those stories from uniquely ordinary people. So I hope what you're getting at, what you feel and what you're sensing right now is that we are making a concerted effort to embrace the human side of this work, to also recognize that within every extraordinary thing, there is an element of ordinary, that even though we're going on the scapier, there's just going to be a lot of ordinary things that happen just in different contexts. I also want to remind you, like, you don't have to take a gap year in order to have some of these experiences. A lot of what we have designed this to be is in the basis of everyday adventures. That is the foundation of our lifestyle that we've designed. So you can live an adventurous life with kids and embrace the ordinary as much as you can strive towards extraordinary. And finally, I have been asked a lot, how do my kids feel about this gap year? I also want to be really clear that my kids speak for themselves that they have their own voices. And I don't know how I feel about this yet, but we're going to see how this goes. I am going to be interviewing each of the kids for the next couple of weeks. So you can get a little flavor of their personality, what they think about it. You can get a sense of the questions I ask them. 
And you will also learn that I'm not perfect. So you're going to hear in this episode, my seven-year-old, I'm trying not to use their names. I just, I feel like, again, they're young enough that I want them to have a say in their own story and what is shared about them and what they want to share about themselves. So we'll see what comes out. And I am kind of excited, kind of nervous. But today you are going to hear from the youngest member of our family. So we call him Little Monster. He's a seven-year-old boy. And this one, uh, as you will soon see, has just a spunk and keeps us laughing. He is go, 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 go. And even in this episode, you're I had to edit out some of the tapping and the things because even sitting still for this episode was challenging for him, but he enjoyed it. And at the end of the episode, you're going to hear, like, I don't know that there's any remarkable key takeaways. However, there are a few things that I've learned from interviewing the kids that I thought were insightful. So without any further ado, here's my little monster. Little monster, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Are you ready? Yes. Awesome. In two weeks, we are going to get in the RV. We're going to quit school or we're going to leave school. We jump in the RV and we're going to start our gap year. What are you excited about? I'm excited about going skiing. I might go snowboarding if we can put it in the RV. I'm happy to meet. We might meet with some friends and I like to do that too. Yeah, exactly. Do you like being in the RV? What is it What is it about like driving in the RV that's different than driving in a car? I like it that you can kind of move around mm-hmm. and you don't have to like sit around and watch like, a movie. Where do you watch movies? I watch movies in my bed. It's kind of like a TV. Yeah. You've got a movie in your bed? Yes. <laughs> we have more mo- TV players and movie players in the RV than we do in our house, don't we? <laughs> Nobody can see your eyebrows raising their little monster. Okay, so tell me more about skiing and snowboarding. Um, Which of those? When did you start learning to ski? I, um, was it a long time ago? Yeah. It was, right? I think you were I like... I think I started when I was like three. I think it might have even been before that. How do you like skiing or snowboarding better? Mm, snowboarding. Really? When did you learn to snowboard? My brother taught. I got a new snowboard for Christmas, and then I but it was too big for me, so I kept on trying. And then I got a snowboard, another snowboard from another Christmas, uh-huh. and and then my brother started teaching me how to snowboard. Yeah, that was nice of him, wasn't it? Is is your brother pretty good at snowboarding? Yes. Yeah, where do you guys practice? Um, we practice in the front yard. Yeah, your brother likes to make a big hill, right? He puts a... What does he put in there? He does something, right, so that you can he push off? He puts in, like... He puts sticks in there, but he broke them off. Yeah, I know. He was trying to create, like, a ski gate or something, like we see on the yeah, Olympics. He, yeah, but he was... He was trying to make it for me so I could, like, push off mm-hmm. of it. Does that help you go faster? It doesn't really. It <laughs> just makes me fall over. <laughs> do you fall a lot? Which one do you fall more, skiing or snowboarding? Um, Snowboarding. Which one are you? do you think is easier? I think skiing. How? What is the difference between skiing and snowboarding? If someone wanted to try both... And you were going to explain it to them. How would you describe skiing? For skiing, um, 
It's kind of easy because you have to point your toes where you're going to go and you kind of have to lean. And then for snowboarding, you have to like turn your waist and your, 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 like, your side of your, like, this side of it mm-hmm. is facing forward or this side is facing forward, either okay. side. Yeah. And then it, it's just kind of like on one ski, and, but bigger. Mm-hmm. And mine's just a clear one with red and white, and I put stickers all over it. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of hard to turn mm. than skis because it's kind of easy for skis yeah. than snowboard. So you have to turn your waist and your and when you're snowboarding, you have to kind of like bend your knees. And when you want to go, then you just lean forward. But you don't you don't want to lean forward too much. Did you ever hear the story about when mom tried snowboarding? Yep. <laughs> what do you know about it? I don't really know about it, but I knew that you snowboard once. Once. Yeah, that's about it. It's really hard, I think, as an adult to switch between skiing and snowboarding. So that's really why mom and dad both ski, right? No, dad doesn't ski, does he? No, he only snowboards. Has he ever skied? Uh, no, he tried skiing once. And how did that go for him? Not good. So my point is, as an adult, it's really hard once you learn either how to ski or how to snowboard to switch. At least it was for me and my husband. So one of the reasons we encouraged if the kids wanted to ski or snowboard or both, we we tried to encourage that. And he talks about all of his um, snowboards that he got. We always bought those used. So you've had quite a few different hand-me-downs of snowboards. But, Micah, I want to start talking about something else. There is something... Every single Christmas and every single birthday that you ask for as a gift, what are what is that item? I always ask for a dirt bike. You do. What is it about dirt biking that has you? It's where you go fast, but not on a roller coaster, and you can control the speed that you want it to go. Yeah, there's something about the roar of the engine too, isn't there? I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Do you like? Have you ever ridden a? A dirt bike? Uh, yes. Tell me about that. Uh, it was kind of scary when I got onto it, and then I got used to it. Okay. Where did you do that? Um, at my friend's house. Do you think you're going to do any of that on our our big gap year? Mm, yes. <laughs> if you have your way, right? Yes. Hey, little monster, tell me about one of your favorite times that we were traveling together. What are some of the things you remember from all the years that we've been traveling all over the country? Tell me some of the things you remember. Probably when we went to our friend's house to go dirt biking. Okay. And um, probably like in first grade when we went to... Ski club on a bus. I like the hot spring and um, that we went to Florida. Oh, yeah. What did we do in Florida? Um, I didn't really know about that one. <laughs> do you remember the time we bought the RV? Yes. Do you remember when we bought the RV and it was just the three of us because dad had to yeah. come home and go to work? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun, wasn't it? We rented bikes and went for a hike to the beach. And then, do you remember that one beach where we climbed around on all the dead trees? Yeah. 
Do you remember the first time we went in the RV? Mm, no. Do you remember your first time on an airplane? No. No? I was like three. Yeah, you were really little. <laughs> what is one of the things you've done on an airplane just to help pass the time and be nice for other people? Uh, I kind of bring stuff like toys, iPads, computers. I just like to like, play on stuff. What kind of stuff do you make? I like this eagle thingy where you have to put it all together. Like a puzzle? It makes, yeah, kind of yeah. like a puzzle. And we've taken things like pipe cleaners, haven't we? Yeah. What is something you did a couple years ago and you gave it to the pilot? Do you remember what you did? Yeah. Tell everybody about that. Um, I drew a drawing and I gave it to the pilot. Yeah, that was pretty fun. We wrote letters and said thank you and pictures and then gave them to the pilot. You got to go all the way up in the front, didn't you? Yeah. And what did he ask you? Do you remember? No. Do you want to be a pilot someday? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? You want to be a pilot? Uh, probably. Probably. That would be a kind of a fun job, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Every, every one of us in our family, Micah, has what we call a travel goal. It's something that we want to experience when we're traveling. What is the thing that you like to experience most when we're traveling? Having a, the best ice cream. Yeah, right? Tasting the best ice cream in every state. Have you tasted quite a few? Yeah. Do you remember any places where you were where you like, that was really different ice cream or really good ice cream? I like the crunched ice. Oh, in Hawaii? Yeah, where you can like, taste that one, but you couldn't have that one. Oh, okay. if, if it tasted good. Yeah? Yeah, you could have... But you couldn't, you could taste it, but you couldn't have it. Hmm. Interesting. I don't remember that. I remember it. Did you have the cream on it? No. No? It was crunched ice. It was crunched ice. Hmm. Interesting. Because you can order the Hawaiian ice with cream. Yeah, that's what it was. Hawaiian ice. That's pretty good, wasn't it? There's all different flavors and we would mix them together. Yeah. Do you remember any of the places we stopped at last year? No. Your goal is just to eat the ice cream, right? Yeah. How do you decide which one's going to be the best? If someone asked you, what are the things you think about when you're tasting the ice, how do you know if this is the best one? I don't know. I just, like, depend on it. And we might have to taste probably almost every single one again. Oh, so we're not done. Even after we taste the first one, we have to taste more? Yeah. (laughs) I do have a list of how we rate them. Do you want me to remind you about them, or should we tell the listeners about them? Tell the listeners. Tell the listeners. Okay. We have the types of flavors. Like, did they have a lot of different flavors? What kinds of flavors would Little Monster choose to eat? What kinds of, what are, like, if we were just going to go to an ice cream shop, what kind of flavors do you typically order? Chocolate, vanilla, or, um... Really? Regular ice cream. I feel like you're more like a Superman or Blue Moon... I hate those ones. But I like blue moon, blue, blue moon. You like blue moon? Do you like chocolate chip cookie dough? Uh, yeah. Oh, what about Pirate's Bounty? Do you like Pirate's Bounty? Oh, yeah. I love those. <laughs> yeah, you guys usually get the ones with, like, the candy in it. And Mom and Dad always get the ones with, like, coffee or nuts in it, don't we? And I like coffee. 
with caramel in it. Yeah, you like coffee with caramel in it, don't you? And then what else? Let's see. So we have the flavors. We have, it's got to be homemade, right? We don't buy from big yes. chain stores. It's not like we can go to Dairy Queen, can we? No. No, it's got to be a homemade or a family-owned business. And some of our favorites have been at like local creameries, haven't they? Do you remember that place in southern Wisconsin, the Sassy Cow, where we got to play in the corn? Yeah. Explain what that was. Um, one time we watched this movie where they walked in and then they came out. And we wanted to try it for us, so we walked into Southern. Then our dad didn't want to do it, so he took the photo of us. Yeah, you're talking about Field of Dreams. I actually was talking about the ice cream place. Oh. Field of Dreams was really cool, too, wasn't it, in Iowa? Yeah. Do you remember the ice cream place on our way home from there that had a big corn bin and we got to play in it like a, I don't know, like a sandbox? Yeah, it was kind of like a sandbox. It was kind of satisfying, wasn't it? Yeah. You getting bored? Yeah. You want to be done? No. Do you want to tell everybody what it's like to be a seven-year-old getting ready to go on a big trip and travel around the country in the RV? It's just fun to have like a TV in your bed, which is fun, so you don't have to get up and then watch your TV. You can just wake up and then pull it down, and then you can just watch. That's pretty fascinating stuff, isn't it? Yeah. What's it like when you open the door and go outside on that RV trip? Uh, when I go outside, it's kind of like, I want to play. Like, I want to check this place out. Yeah, right? And I want to see what, what is fun. Uh-huh. What are some of the fun things you've done? Um, probably play at Parker, like, where, there's this one place where it had a bridge over this creek or whatever, and me and my sister kept on playing on it, it was super cool. Yeah, is that when we were up in Jasper at the campground, wasn't it? Yeah. And you guys played for hours. Yeah, you were making food out back there and had all kinds of stories created, didn't you? Mom, remember that rafting one? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That guy said that there are sharks in Jasper Creek. (laughs) You're talking about whitewater rafting? Yeah. And someone thought there were sharks in in the creek that we were in, didn't they? Yeah. Can sharks be in fresh water? No. No. Sharks live where? In uh, salt water. Yeah, sharks live in the salt water. So it wasn't possible. And that water was really cold, wasn't it? Yep. They didn't call it cold, though. What did they call it? Refreshing. Refreshing. Is it refreshing outside right now? Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting pretty chilly. It's not called chilly. It's called refreshing. It's not chilly. It's refreshing. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to tell everybody about what it's like to be part of the ordinary Sherpa clan? No. Well, thanks for joining us then, little monster. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that, my friends, is how it goes. (laughs) That is life with my seven-year-old little monster. I realized after I did the introduction, I never gave instructions on how you can actually follow our gap year. So I'm only going to be sprinkling in maybe once a month, if that, an episode or two on our gap year. We'll see how that goes on the road. But if you want the behind the scenes, the authentic stories, all of the things related to our gap year... I've decided I have a category on our email list. So if you're interested, you want to follow along, you want to stay connected and see how things pan out, you can go to OrdinarySherpa.com 
backslash subscribe. When you get to that page, there are a couple different topics you can choose from. And one in particular will say, follow our family gap year adventure or something of that nature. That's where I will send targeted email updates to you personally, so you can see more of the back behind the scenes story. While I mentioned at the start of this episode, I don't know that my little monster has any major life-altering takeaways for you. I have a five key takeaways that I've developed from this episode. Number one, life doesn't have a script. Don't feel compelled to make one. <laughs> Number two, even if there is a plan, kids don't necessarily comply or remember the big things from the plan. We have taken many trips, and yet dirt biking at a friend's house and riding a school bus to sea club were the different adventures that he remembered in this episode. Number three, our life is still ordinary. We are a family with jobs and school. Everything we did to get to gap year was as important, if not more important, than what happens this next year. Number four, ask your kids. Get their voice. Engage them. Outsource some of the decision making. When they're empowered to make decisions, they take the job much more seriously. And number five, this is us. <laughs> I hope you'll appreciate and embrace the authenticity that makes our family unique, but also notice and appreciate the things that make your family unique. And in the theme of this year, I encourage you to be brave and keep going. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. Subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.